this year wasn't I I was doing so well with posting every single week and even if it was a little late sometimes in the week I was still popping it out at least before Wednesday and then I just didn't and I didn't because I got busy and I got busy with good things I did it I put my book on the shop and now they have all sold out and I I spend a lot of time on packaging and I didn't realize how much time I was spending on packaging and I I probably need to um, amend that somehow I'm figuring it out though I am I am definitely figuring out what is a better way to streamline things so that I don't spend as much time packaging as making some of these things and that's that's really what got me is I ended up spending like eight hours in one day packaging a bunch of orders and then realizing like ow I did not think this through (laughs) when I decided to package things this way but I think I'm okay now Um, I think part of it is that I have a lot of little cards and extras that I want to include in every package but instead of making them in larger batches I was making them very small batches so then every time I got an order I pretty much had to like make everything that I wanted to include in it which was not not a good move on my part but you know what we have learned a lesson an important lesson and that's good yesterday was the new moon in Pisces and I saw, I always go through and I see like all the tags from New Moon and Pisces and read a whole bunch of things to be like, okay, well, what specifically do I need to know? My moon is in Pisces. And what that tends to mean for me is that I am imaginative and creative, but sometimes dreamy. And when you combine that with the Taurus sun that sometimes doesn't want to move Uh, Sometimes I do get stuck in this kind of illusionary world and it can be positive or negative. It can be stuck in a world where I'm convinced that anything I pursue will be bad or it can be in this world of planning that doesn't actually include action and I'm working on being better about those things. So that was what my intention was during the full moon was consistency 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 and I really didn't change my intentions all that much they're pretty much the same the things that I saw was that since the Pisces is the last Pisces is the last symbol of the zodiac um, that it is usually kind of like the uh, the signaler of the end of this cycle before we start off with our baby Aries all over again. So that means that things will be coming to a close. You really need to be getting rid of some stuff that need to be gotten rid of. And, you know, you just got to get on it. And I think if you remember, I think it was new moon in Aquarius, possibly. Maybe it was full moon in Aquarius. I think it was new moon in Libra, full moon in Aquarius. Um, a couple bits ago. 
I had really wanted to get on decluttering and that's been that has been a thing that has been an issue I tried to find some apps but they're so complicated there's so many apps that that I just wanted like a checklist or that I could you know write in it I decluttered this many items or I decluttered for this amount of time and I thought that that would make me feel better because I'm not going to do like individual sheets of paper you know I, I don't know maybe I should but I but I don't want to and I was trying to find an app that would do that so that I would have this tracker because I thought it would make me feel better and I I downloaded a few they just they don't they seem to be the kinds of apps that would take more time to involve in the decluttering process than really help facilitate the decluttering process so I'm not going to do it via an app. Instead, I've decided to go ahead and make a tracker in my bullet journal, which is what I've done, even though I haven't done a good job of actually doing anything for it. All I've done is is made a monthly little chart, and I just circled the number if I decluttered for at least 10 minutes. And I haven't done that. I haven't done that at all. Um, I've done it maybe two days in the past 14 so, you know, you can see that that's not exactly helping me stay motivated. One thing I do notice is that whole idea of breaking the chain, you know? If you, if you see that you are on a roll and doing something consistently, you are less likely to break that chain. And I know that to be true, but I also know that if you see this chain that continues to be broken, it is a lot harder, I think, for me to motivate myself to start the chain all over again. I see it and then I, I just feel upset with myself. Like, ugh, I, I had such lofty goals of, of decluttering for 10 minutes a day and that's obviously not happening. So I'm, I'm failing in some way. And so I'm having to rethink how I really want to keep track of that or if I need another way to keep track of that. Um, I, I started doing a sleep tracker and a water tracker. And that actually helped me out a lot. I always say that some of my biggest struggles are just drinking water and sleeping enough. And when I made this tracker and have been filling it in. I have filled it in every single day this month. It made me see that I'm really not doing too badly. I think at this point, the worst I get is six hours of sleep a night, which is really not bad. That's one full REM. And then for water, I'm getting about half my weight. I need to, I need to shoot for a little bit over half of my weight in ounces. So when I saw that I really wasn't failing there um, and that I could easily, you know, make that just a little bit better just by adding, you know, one or two more cups of water a day, maybe one more hour of sleep a night, I, it's made me more motivated to continue that. It's made me more, more on it because I'm excited that that is working out well. And so I'm thinking what I'm going to have to do instead is create some kind of tracker that I get to fill in 
that indicates what I'm decluttering or I write down what I filled up, whether or not I filled up a, a little grocery bag or a, a box or if I've managed to return something to some folks. I have done that. I've been working on getting the things out of my house that belong to other people that I've held on to um, with the intention of using them. And some of those things have gone back to their actual homes. And that has helped clear up some space. And that is also just a huge relief because those are things that I, you know, I can't just get frustrated with their existence and throw them away or donate them on a whim. I have to actually plan with another person and, and arrange to drop this off. So some of those have been done. And that that is a load off to me. Another thing is... Um, a lot of supplies that I want to keep for crafts of some sort. And this, I think, is is the con of being a creative. Because I hold on to so much stuff that I want to make into other things. And of course, then my imposter syndrome comes in and says, you know, but why, why would anyone want to buy something you've made that's using what you were not using (laughs) and that is the challenge for me there because I I want to make these junk journals that they're called and I don't really I don't like the term junk journal because to me it's a whole bunch of little happies you know and to me junk is stuff that you don't want anymore and I like I like the idea of having a spot where you get to put in all these little things that made you happy or something that reminds you of a thing that makes you happy. I mean, if you went out to the grocery store and you decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get myself this fancy cheese because that's what I do. That's my little treat thing to myself is all uh, I will totally be like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do a little splurgy splurge. And if I do a little splurgy splurge, sometimes it'll be seeing what cheese is on sale. And then I get so excited. And I'll buy myself some cheese. And sometimes I'll get some fancy crackers so that I can have my cheese with my fancy crackers. And I, I'll do that. And then if it has like a nice label, I can put the label into my junk journal. And it's the thing that reminded me that like, oh yeah, that was that day when I was really stoked about that one thing. And I went and I got myself some cheese. (laughs) Um, And so I was calling them glimmer books because I saw somebody making a post about what glimmers are and how glimmers are the opposite of triggers are things that help you feel grounded or appreciative of your surroundings and, and more aware of the present moment and more mindful. And so I've been calling them glimmer books and making little little books for people to hold their glimmers in and I think that they're so cute and I notice all of the flaws with them and honestly at this point I think that I notice other people notice more flaws and I used to be I used to be a really bad perfectionist where I wouldn't put anything into the world via picture or mention if it did not look perfect because I didn't want anyone to ask to see it and I didn't want them to see my mistakes and I've since stopped doing that but I do notice that the opposite end of that is that because of that people can be like well this is kind of wonky or this is kind of 
you know, uh, this print didn't come out super stark here or for example, with the prints, I didn't realize, I guess what determined a ruined print or a print that quote unquote did not come out. I thought they all looked so cool. I like when some have heavier ink and they look more splotchy. I like when the ink gets more faded because then my thought is that it looks like old, like it came from something and has been worn down. I think they have more character when they're all different. I like I like the way they look that way. And I saw somebody on TikTok pulling a print off a block and it had like maybe one small 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 spot where it was kind of patchy and they said like oh well ruined print maybe the next one will be better it happens it's okay to have a ruined print and like they ditched that one and just pulled a new one and I in that moment had a little mild panic because I thought oh am I giving people trash <laughs> like according to other people's standards this is trash have I gone so far so far on the opposite end of the spectrum of perfectionism that I am just producing bad things now and really worried me <laughs> I wasn't sure at all if uh if I should do that but then I kind of thought too like who determines what's art and who determines what's good and who says that 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 that's a ruined print I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I don't think that they're ruined because I think they have character. I think they look neat. I like them. And so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to just toss anything that doesn't come out perfectly. But I am I am trying to be more precise now that I'm seeing how other people are determining their things. And I'm I am pretty, pretty precise about quite a bit of stuff. Um, like I would never ever bind a book that was coming apart and then sell it. I would never ever, yeah, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I even have a bunch of embroidered necklaces that all the way up until I put them into pendants, I had worked really hard on them but then with the gluing of the pendants like a spot of glue got on the front and I just don't know how to clear that off or make it look cleaner and have since just decided that they're kind of in this little I put them into a little jar any quote-unquote ruined embroidery I put into a jar to use for something else later I figure it can be a part of another project in the future or I can attach it to something and use it as something versus um, just trashing it but I'll figure that out at a different time the whole reason for bringing all this up was because with the new moon in Pisces I just want to be more consistent and that has been my goal for a while is finding ways to do things consistently and I'm realizing that I treat my bullet journal the way I've heard other people treat their medication where I will get really good about tracking things because I'm getting better about tracking things it motivates me and inspires me to continue doing it and because I'm more inspired and, and feeling good about myself and seeing all this progress that I'm making in these different areas then I I feel better 
um, mental health wise and emotionally and happy and and then I think well this is just taking up time now this is taking up too much time to fill out this bullet journal so I'm just gonna stop and then when I stop I don't have anything that's showing me what I'm doing and then three days will go by and because I haven't tracked it I'll think well I haven't done anything I've just wasted all my time so <laughs> I even when my mental health starts to get good and I start to feel good I'm reminding myself to continue in the bullet journal to continue with my trackers because I know now at this point that that is what is helping facilitate a more steady and contented mental state and I'm really proud of noticing that I think I think if if people knew how many bullet journals I had started and stopped or how many planners I had started and stopped or any types of trackers I had started and stopped that that then you'd really know what I mean by oh I feel good about this so I'm just gonna stop but also even kind of running from my problems where, oh, I feel bad about not tracking this, so I'm just not going to look at it anymore and getting rid of it so that I don't have that reminder, which isn't good either. <laughs> it's not good to, to run from the things that you're avoiding, and it's also not good to, I guess, get cocky with your progress I can be proud of myself but I still need to continue to track it I, I know that now because if I think that I have oh I've mastered this this is not a problem anymore then it becomes a problem because I shift my awareness away from it and I think that that's something that I tend to do with a lot of things where as soon as I shift my awareness away from certain things I don't look over there anymore. And so I'm getting back into it. I say getting back into it. I've been pretty consistently on it. I've been keeping my tracker this month. March has been pretty good. I'm actually really, really grateful that it's been going so well. And I, I want to say that it's because I've been so good about tracking everything in my bullet journal. I, I don't know if we have any other ADHD neurodivergent listeners, but it's almost like I didn't realize how unorganized my brain was until I could see all the information I was trying to keep in my head in a tangible, organized journal. Once I saw that, it was very eye-opening to me. I, I was able to be like, oh, yeah, that's how come I feel overwhelmed. That's how come I don't remember this information. That's how come I'm getting behind in these things. Because this is a lot for me to try and remember. And sometimes when it comes to things like my sleep and my water intake... I could have been doing well, but wouldn't have known anyway. And if I didn't know, then I would just assume the worst and be upset with myself. So I really do think that it's been super beneficial. I'm, I've been posting some pictures of it 
I'm going to post some more. I'm really proud of getting better, um, organizing the things in my head on paper and seeing how effective that has been for me. Um, I'm going ahead and starting actually another one for specific projects. I'm working on that children's book for my daughter and I have the story written. I have the color palette nearly picked out. I'm pretty, pretty settled on what I think the color palette will be. And I just have to illustrate it. And that's the problem is that I'm, I need to illustrate it, but I'm not sure if I want to do mixed media or if I want to stick to a specific medium. Do I want everything to be maybe watercolor and pencil? Do I want to have, you know, collage in the background? Do I want to just do it digitally? That might be the easiest in the end when it comes to formatting. Digitally would be the way to go, but I am the least familiar with digital art. So after realizing how I'm just not the best at organizing this information in my head, I decided to go ahead and start a second bullet journal for that. I'm going to go ahead and make some very scribbly maps of what I need to figure out for it. And I think that like initially what I want to do is I might even, I'm probably going to check out a Skillshare class, honestly, about writing a children's book. Because what I've been doing is trying to pick parts that I want to illustrate and then working on those illustrations and then been unhappy with that illustration and then get stuck on the same two illustrations. So I might do some thumbnails, storyboard it out so I can figure out exactly what I want to draw for each part. And then once that storyboarded out, do thumbnails with color swatches before even deciding on a medium so that I can see what it all looks like cohesively. That seems like the smartest thing to do. And that is why I have this podcast, because me talking out loud sometimes is how I figure things out. And that is exactly what I should do. I don't know why I haven't said that before. It it literally only occurred to me right now that maybe that's how I should put together this book. Oh my goodness. But now that I know that, I am going to going to make a bullet journal for it so that I can track the progress in it. And I'm going to maybe probably keep out of the sketches and maybe some color swatches and do some things like that. I'm guessing that I probably shouldn't post any of that progress anywhere. Because uh, it looks like what I've seen other people do dedicated project bullet journals that a lot of the time they keep a lot of that stuff secret so that somebody doesn't steal their ideas. I really don't think anyone's ever looking at my stuff to steal my ideas, but I just also think pragmatically it just seems better to keep it more secret. Not because I'm scared of somebody taking my ideas, but more I'm scared of like completely doing a 180 on my own idea and having promoted an idea that I feel like I have to commit to because I've already like shown it off that way. Um, and you know, what if I like start doing a whole bunch of digital art and in the end, I'm just like, never mind. I'm just going to do line art with some line washes, of watercolor. And then I completely change my mind again. And then people are like, but I really liked your digital art. And then I'm going to feel bad about it. Yeah. 
yeah. Let's not show people. Let's not show people the messy progress until it's done. And I think when it is done, this book is done. It'll be so exciting. And it'll be cool to see the whole progress in one book. And I, yeah, I think that is a good idea. I'm going to commit to that. I also think that what I might do is, because I've already started working on this book, but I worked on it in three different notebooks, which is how I know that, yeah, I need one spot for this. But I'm going to go ahead and just pull, I think, the artwork that is in these other notebooks and put them into the bullet journal, if it's possible. I don't even know if it's possible. Oh, goodness. Well, I didn't want to take a super long time on this one, mostly because I am still busy and I have packages to to put together, which I'm really excited about. And that, but it does take a while. <laughs> it, but it takes a minute. And I have this other. I have somebody gave me her name is Remy Road, and she is the creator of this journal called the Onion Skin Journal, Onion Skin Notebook, I think. And it is this beautiful onion skin paper with a linen hardback cover. And I love this journal so much. I've been working on it daily because as I work in it, I get more and more excited about the way things look in it. And it makes me want to continue working in it, which is really cool. I've haven't had a ton of experiences like that with paper. I've had experiences like that with mediums where I'm where I'm excited about, oh, you know, this oil pastel is fantastic. I just can't stop using it. But then I can just put it into different notebooks here and there and do different sizes and really mix up what I do. But this notebook specifically, it's just that paper. It's so satisfying. It has a lovely texture, has a really lovely sound to it. And it um, it's translucent. So seeing my own artwork through the paper and as I add more and more art and writing in this journal seeing it each time makes me really excited and so I'm working on that and because it has this kind of vintage look to it I really wanted to oh and because it's you know translucent first off I didn't want to do anything that was opaque in it like I don't want to do any collaging in it I don't want to do any acrylic paint in it because I want things to continue to be visible through each page. And doing that has made this kind of limited what I could do. But what makes me so excited is that I, I got this idea, or at least what's in my head for it is, is Da Vinci's journals of his inventions. And also just like old um, scientific journals in general how they always have that beautiful calligraphy in them with these really, really intricate drawings and little charts. I love it so much. So I've been basing the design off of each spread, off of that feeling. But I don't draw like that. So uh, my drawings aren't turning out, you know, scientifically accurate. But they have that kind of feel, I think, to them. And I, I like to find ways to continue to foster appreciation 
for things, little things, and to bring my awareness back into my immediate world. And how I described this to my friend was I told them that I was imagining that I am an alien from another planet. I have come to this planet. What are the things that while in quarantine, as an alien, I would look around and think, what an anomaly or what an adventure. And so each illustration and the text that's going around it is kind of based off of that. It's like, this is such an anomaly. This is is wild. (laughs) And then writing about it as though it's just like this bizarre discovery and how I'm going to experiment with it and what my experiments will be. And then writing a uh, kind of a... Yeah, just different, I was going to say hypothetical situation, but it wasn't a hypothetical situation. It was just hypotheses at the end of it, which are, I think, more poetic prose, more than scientifically written. Um, But it's been fun, and I really like, I really like that journal and how it's turning out, and I I want to be able to do something with it in the end, but I'm not sure what. And so instead it just becomes, it's, it's kind of like a, like a gratitude journal, but if I were an alien and I think everything's an adventure or an anomaly, <laughs> I think, I think that's the only way I can explain that book. At first I had thought like, oh, it'd be cool to create things, you know, like, oh, I want, I want to have like a book that looks like a real scientific thing, but I've made up my own plants or something and I've given them specific qualities, but I'm not good at that. I'm just really not. I'm not good at making up flowers. I'm not good at making up animals. Um, you know, I just not, I am really good at drawing flowers that I can see and having a picture makes them really great. (laughs) So if I, if not, then I'm, then I'm kind of making up an image but I'm usually combining three images and I'm just like I don't know I'm just gonna do this instead but some things look like they're freaking alien already like passion flower come on passion flower where did you come from who brought you here why are you here what are you doing with yourself and you just you just know you just know that it's gonna flip on over and walk off with its little tentacles someday it's just a strange little thing with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I do need to, to get on it. And I think I took way longer than I wanted to. I was listening to this other podcast where they were talking about what do podcasts with no guests do? How can somebody just talk to nobody or talk to themselves? And you'd have to be a crazy person to be able to do that. And I just sat there listening to this podcast, thinking about how I mean, sometimes you you can't get me to shut up at all. I'll just keep going for a whole hour. I don't even know why I can do that. And what does that mean? (laughs) Like, does it mean I'm bonkers? I don't know. I don't know. But I I guess it's that I don't feel like I'm talking to myself. And I don't feel like nobody's there. I kind of feel like, or what I do is I pretend that it's, you know, I just pretend that it's a bestie. That a bestie's there. They're listening, and I'm updating them on life, and I'm excited to hear, you know, anything they want to hear back about it, um, but 
until then, you know, I'm just just sending them a message. So, to the very, very, very tiny listenership out there, thank you for listening. And I am hoping to be better about my consistency. And I aim to talk to you again next Sunday. Thank you.